Welcome to the Crater Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss all the JavaScript news that's happened on Crater.io this week. This episode is for Friday, January 8th, 2016. Ooh, that's weird. <laughs> it is weird. <laughs> yeah, it's our first one of the year. Actually, you know what's funny? I still don't think people, a lot of the podcast subscribers have heard the last one uh, because there seems to be some kind of bug in the uh, podcast caching system with the site. So got to figure that out today. <laughs> Uh-oh. I, it's got to have something to do with the year change or something. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Do we have a large percentage of listeners uh, that listen through the web browser? Through the browser? The browser's fine. Yeah. It's anyone that listens through the uh, feed itself. So iTunes or any of that kind of stuff. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So we, we wrote a little bit of code that uh, caches the, the RSS feed from Simplecast and reserves it. And for some reason, it's not grabbing that. I'm looking at the stats here to see what pretty bleh on distance <laughs> from the web. Yeah. yeah. Apple, Apple makes up 32% of our listens. That's awesome. That's a good number. Uh, the browser is 20%. That's good. On my other podcasts, I've been trying to get the browser down. Like, like when it's like over 50%, like there's some alarms there. Like subscribe, subscribe. Yeah. So anyway, everyone, welcome to 2016. No joke. Welcome, yeah. welcome. Yes. We're glad to be here. Thank you for the support. Thank yeah. you for the subscriptions. Indeed. Woohoo. 2016 is starting off with a bang. Lots of good uh, resources out there, and we're going to be covering four of them today. Yes. And ironically, all four come from Medium. Yeah. I thought that was funny when I was putting the list together. Yeah. I think Medium's like squarely one. Like you can just, you can just <laughs> write that down and move on. They've added features slowly, and it's like key features, and, and it's good stuff. We saw, we I saw think the, the big momentum. one was custom domains. Yep. That was a big recent mm-hmm. one. And frankly, like the, just generally the, the viral growth mechanism that they have makes a heck of a lot of sense for writing something. So like if you join using your Twitter account or your Facebook account, like it like auto friends all those people yeah. that are already yep. on there. And then when you recommend a post, if they get a daily email or something, then some of your recommended posts can show up in there. Yeah, that's great syndication. And then they finally got the comment thing figured out. Like early on, they were like doing some funky stuff, like trying to make their own inline comments or whatever. Yep. Now they put it all at the bottom and it just flows better. So good job, Medium. Yes, indeed. So uh, bloggers, get on there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be moving my stuff there. (laughs) All right. So this week we're going to talk about mantra. We're going to talk about reduxing in your Meteor app. Four strategies to survive Meteor in 2016 and Angular 2 versus React. The, the war will begin. Indeed. <laughs> that one's got a fun picture at the top too. I want to talk about that. So okay. Mantra. This came out like just this morning. Number one, like I'm, I'm happy that we're seeing the changes in Meteor that we are. And I think that it's easier for something like Mantra to exist because of the changes that are coming in 1.3. So that's super exciting. But basically, 
it's an application architecture. There's some thought that comes along with it and a little bit of wiring that comes along with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But basically it's, it's like thinking of how to apply a lot of the Facebook architecture style to a meteor app. Yeah. Think of flux, but Mm -hmm. this is kind of like something built for meteor. Yeah. In fact, Aaron is in our private chat and he was saying that the reason why he made this was because he thought like Redux wasn't particular enough for, for Meteor. Right. So it's cool that's coming out with, uh, by Aaronota and his team. It almost feels like it's not a fork per se, but it, it's mm-hmm. sort of trends that way, right? Like it's, it's this idea of like, you know, someone other than MDG is going to be a steward of something that's Meteor-ish and based on Meteor. And I think in the future, we'll maybe see more of this, right? And so as we start to get more first-party integration with NPM and, you know, working with libraries like React and making that easier to do, I think it's going to be easier to accomplish things like this as well. To me, like I, I draw my experience from the Ruby system and we had gems. At first you had Rails and it was its own thing, but then you had, well, I guess it was it was always gems, but then you had like a package system that was separate. But then all of a sudden later, I think with like two, three or something, we got gem support and we could write packages as a gem that we could bring into our Rails app and like bring in a little bit of functionality. And I think that you'll see more of that. And so maybe mini Mongo becomes just, just another NPM package, right? And some of this other stuff becomes NPM packages and we're no longer relying like if you look at meteor really all it is is just a collection of packages mm-hmm. yeah so, and, and a build tool i guess yeah well we'll see what what this is like how okay so if you go to the repo for mantra it's like it's just an image it's pretty slender right now yeah <laughs> it is. it's just like <laughs> so aaron is trying to like drum up some some excitement about this but there's really nothing to look at right now what do you feel like when someone does something like that <laughs> I personally wouldn't do that because <laughs> it's like setting myself up for failure. <laughs> Maybe, but I mean, he's, he's delivered on a lot of stuff before. And he I, has. you know, here's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't know that he's necessarily trying to build mind share. I think he's just trying to be open and transparent about his work that he's doing. Blogging is a great way to do that. And I, I would love to see other organizations maybe do that as well. I think it's smart. You know, I've been working on a blog post about CDN. That's work I did months ago. I wish I would have gotten it out sooner. You know, maybe next week I'm going to work on like production hosting of Crater that I've talked about a little bit on here. I think it gives people a little bit of transparency about what's going on with stuff. Hmm. So that's my take on it. That's cool. Yeah, that's opposite of how I was raised, but I'm going to keep track of this and like my mind can be changed. I respect Aeronauta greatly, so. Yeah, I like Flow Router, you know, like we, we recently did a Meteor Club Apprentice series where we went from Iron Router to Flow Router and it was like stupid easy. Yeah. And the code got better, so. Yeah, exactly. You move more of your stuff to the template or you're forced to and it's just, yeah, it's a better app. Good stuff. Yeah, it is good stuff. How else can we rearrange our code and make it better, Ben? It's interesting because in another one of our boys, Abby Iyer from WorkPop, uh, has been doing a series on Medium about Redux. And I think he's up to um, part four right now. 
And mm-hmm. uh, a good introduction is both part one and part two. And uh, right now we're going to be like, I don't know, we're just like kind of showcasing the whole thing. So Redux is another way how you can structure your app. And this is something that Facebook has come out with. And Redux is, is kind of like a breakaway from Flux. I know a little bit about Redux. I know nothing about Flux, so I can't like compare the two. I just know the, as a reference what they are. And people love Redux. I know Avi does greatly. Mm-hmm. His parts are like totally dumbed down. Like he is going step by step to get this thing set up in Meteor. So there's like almost no excuse for for any level of a developer to not go through this the steps that Abby has laid out. And then after you get it inside your uh, your Meteor app, then you can go over to Egghead and they have a free Redux course create, done by the creator, Dan. You're going to get a better app at the end of the day if you have, uh, have it structured a certain way. So like we got Mantra coming out, but Redux is something that has a lot more horsepower behind it right now. Now, Abby actually made a prediction in our last show that Flux was just going to, like, it wasn't going to have all these branches anymore or all these different versions or forks. It's just going to be known as the way to compose apps in the future, which is pretty bold. You know, he's probably not wrong, right? I mean, if you look at, maybe it's not going to be 100% the way we, we build apps in the future. But at the same time, you know, when... um Rails came out, and even before that, like MVC was the the leading way to start building things at the time. And right. everybody kind of looked at it in an object-oriented way, and I said, "Oh yes, yes, the MVC pattern makes total sense. Let's let's do that," and started applying it everywhere. And then I think that's that started to fade away as we move into like, "Oh wait, we've we've got like the server side stuff and this client side stuff. Now we need to figure out a better way to do that." Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Abby's been killing it on this. I know that he's been getting a lot of positive feedback on it. And I'm just going through it. I'm just surprised by the detail that he's done. I I love uh, his little images that he has in there. But, I mean, there's like, here's the thing. Like, you can you can go through a setup or try to get something going in Meteor. And a lot of times the yak shave will be at the setup. Mm-hmm. trying to integrate it or like how to get like these MPM packages loading right and things like yep. that. This is where the value of, of this article has come from. Like he's like shaved that yak for you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Literally step by step. He has like a certain level of uh, performance that he wants to like be known for. And so if something's like out of date or someone like has a comment, like Abby's the type of guy that's going to be responding pretty quickly too. So that's another thing. Like as this tutorial like gets out of date and people are like, Hey, it's broken. Abby's a great guy to write this thing because he's going to keep it updated. That's for you, bro, if you're listening. And every, if everyone knows, Abby's my other podcast brother from another oh, yeah. other than Josh, the Ben and Abby show. Got to give him some love. Where can people find the Ben and Abby show? I think it's like benandabby.simplecast.fm. Uh, okay. Yeah. But we're everywhere. We're syndicated. So go ahead on, on uh, Apple. Podcast, and iTunes, Overcast, mm-hmm. all the places. Yeah, all the stuff. I think we're like up to show 15 now. Medium. Are you on Medium? Everybody's on Medium, Ben. We did start a little like company over there, I think, or whatever, a group thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. We're, we're wondering if you do want to, you, since you brought that up, we iterate on this thing, right? So like everything's MVP. 
one, we're wondering what the next step should be. We're thinking the next step should be uh, making a mini blog post for every every uh, show on media. Mm. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, that's one option. And, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's an interesting idea. Rather than show notes that no one listens to because everyone's subscribed. They don't really look at the show notes. They just play it. Yeah. So yeah. that's something. If people want to hit me up on Twitter and, and tell me what you think about that idea. I'm stealing now that I mentioned medium and you mentioned that like, <laughs> well, that's great. Cause I'm going to steal your podcast uh, template off GitHub then. <laughs> you should. You should. <laughs> Although I'll say, you know, if you really want to do that, we should probably like clean it up a little bit. I'm in the process of, I switched to the flow router. I'm going to switch it to react and then oh. I'm going to have it, uh, have it all have some server side rendering for the SEO purposes. Mm hmm. I think it'd be good. We can do that. Yeah. I'll help you with that. All right. I got a little bit of experience. Dude, flow router, server-side rendering branch makes it stupid simple. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Angular 2 versus React. Yes. And I love I love the picture at the top. I mentioned it at the top of the show, but... Uh, it's got the, uh, what's that, like, Gangs of New York? Yes. Like, yeah. standing against each other, and, like, the one side's holding, like, swords and knives with React, like, you know, yes on them. The other side's holding the angular uh, HTML5-looking symbol as well. They look like they're going to fight. So. I got to say, this this guy must be getting tons of reads on this, because a year ago, or over a year ago, I wrote the Meteor.js versus React or uh, versus AngularJS ain't a thing yeah. and Medium. And I still get like 3,000 views a month on that thing. And it gets tweeted all the time. And I know this thing, this article, I've been kind of like holding off from reading it because oh no, I would, I would everyone's read. retweeting it and it's like clogging my Twitter feed. And I'm like, uh. but now I'm forced to read it because I have to report on it. <laughs> and it's good stuff. So reading this guy came from Angular 1, switched to React, and now Angular 2 is coming out. And he's kind of taking a look at it. And he, he's talking about the fact that Angular 1 and Angular 2 have a much more HTML-centric approach to like how they're doing things. And so like you have an HTML template, and then you apply some behavior to it. If you use Meteor, like, that might sound familiar, please. His point is like you lose some of the greatness that you get with React and JSX and the fact that you're writing JavaScript right in your HTML. I'm not sure I see a super compelling reason to separate the HTML out necessarily. I, I don't know that you gain enough because in the end, like if you look at something like Blaze, you still compile that HTML string or snippet or whatever into JavaScript code, which then gets executed. So... I'd rather get the tooling benefits of like, you know, JSS or JS linting. And th mm -hmm. there are other nice tools that come with React as well. So yeah, I just think that that's super interesting. I also think that um, he brings up the fact that they use TypeScript for all the Angular 2 stuff. And I think that might cause a little bit of heartburn for some people. Like all their examples are apparently for Angular 2 are all in TypeScript. And mm -hmm. so they're, they're trying to push that a lot more. I just got a prediction. 2020, Google buys Microsoft. 
this is the start with TypeScript. Yeah. That's your, okay. that's your perfect vision? <laughs> Anyways, no, it's not a perfect vision. Get it, get it. <laughs> <laughs> Although I got to say Microsoft is, you know, with the changing of the guard, they're doing some good stuff. They're getting rid of all the crap. Anyway, sorry. Sorry for uh, taking right. this car off the cliff cliff let's get back on the road the train off the tracks that's more <laughs> apropos right here <laughs> the other thing he mentioned was churn and the fact that you know he, he referenced the javascript fatigue uh article and said that react was a key contributor which i 100 percent agree with like a lot of the churn that's happening i think is is happening over as like react is coming of age. Like people are trying to figure out what works best and what doesn't. And on the opposite side of the fence, you have angular two, which, you know, angular one was a fairly well thought out uh, framework, but now they've kind of completely reworked it. And I think that uh, it's likely much better thought out. If I look back historically, like rails three was better than rails two but it was hell of a painful to make the switch. So, I mean, I understand some of that, but in the end it, it did get better. So. Yeah. That's all you got. Yeah. I honestly um, haven't messed with angular for in a while, two years. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't even looked at angular two at all. I think I did read like a really basic tutorial that, or no, I watched like a, a talk when it first was released at one of the NG comps or talked about at least, but yeah, that was way out there. And my prediction was, uh, we did a prediction show on Ben and Abby and I was like, yo, uh, react ate up too much of the view world. And now angular two is going to come on the scene and they've taken up too much of the, of the share already of the pie and people aren't going to move away from react. I don't think. Now you got re Angular 1 guys, and they're going to go to Angular 2. But Angular 1 was, like, wildly successful. I mean, it's still huge on GitHub, right? Like, yeah. stars-wise, it's, like, four times the size of Meteor. And yeah, don't look at stars. I'm okay looking at uh, Angular stars as a measurement. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I might have started something two years ago, right? Am I going to go back and, like, unstar it because I don't care about it anymore. Oh, okay. Well, so my new measurement then, we'll use my new measurement. Uh, Interesting. I want to know what it is. Well, I told you yesterday. <laughs> so I go on Reddit and... Uh, oh, okay. Reddit, subreddit. And for Angular, they have uh, 14,500 readers that are subscribed and 27 are online right now. Right? And so then you go look at React. Yes. They were like seven seventy three hundred and thirty two are online right now. Mm -hmm. So strong readership. And then you go look at uh, Meteor, which is going to be ridiculously lower, right? Thirty four hundred readers with five online, and I'm assuming yeah. I'm one of the five there too. <laughs> That's kind of how I'm measuring things. Like I would, I would say that, yeah. That's a good measure. That's the number of people that are interested in it. Honestly, there's probably a lot more businesses that invested a long time ago in Angular and yeah. they're probably still somewhat invested in Angular and they'll likely make that upgrade path as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's purely a prediction yeah. and I'm curious on where, how the dust is going to settle by the end of next year. 
But this is a great article. Here's why. This guy goes into detail. And uh, as a developer, you need to like know this. People are going to be coming up to you. You're going to, if you're a consultant, you got competitors that are going to be proposing Angular. Well, you need to know how to talk about that if you're a React developer or vice versa. Sure. And if you're in a product company, you know, you're working on one product, you have a decision to make. You need to be educated about it. And you don't have like all the time in the world to learn something new, right? If you're a startup or learn both of them. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a lot of effort to learn that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, Corey House, good article. Thanks. Mm-hmm. So, we're only doing four today. Yep. And the last one today is four strategies to survive 2006 with Meteor. 2006? 2016. There you go. What the heck? <laughs> Sound like you said 2006 at first. I did. I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild, man. Ugh. I'm, wild. Instead of writing like 2015, I write 2006. That's <laughs> I am everywhere. Nice. <laughs> Yes. So this is, a, this is an understandable title, right? Like not only is there JS fatigue because of React and everything, but like that fatigue is like coming to Meteor. And then on top of that, Meteor has had its own drama added to the fire. And, and it's like, what do we do now with Meteor in 2006, you know? <laughs> you know me, dude. You're killing me. Mute me, Josh. I'm done. <laughs> you, know, you know what I found interesting about this article? Well, maybe not even this article. Just the fact that, like, we're talking a little bit about the the changes happening in the media landscape. Like, mm-hmm. I was talking to someone uh, yesterday, and they were like, well, I don't understand. Why would you use React for a new project, especially when it's small? Shouldn't we just use Blaze instead? And I'm like, well, I mean, you could. You could. Maybe we're adding an hour hour and a half onto it because we're using React instead of Blade. Right now, at the current state that it's at. But the reason why in the future is because you're going to have components that you can drop in right away. Components, plus, I mean, like, they've just straight up come out and said Blaze isn't going to be around forever, right? Yeah. So, like, when Meteor 2 comes out, my, my belief is it'll be Meteor 2 because Blaze is gone. <laughs> Did I miss something? Jeff um, said that he was going to, like, release an update on what they want to do with Blaze because he got a bunch of feedback. Did he release that update yet? Not that I'm aware of, no. As a matter of fact, the thing you have to do is uh, go stalk Evan Yu on the forums and you see little snippets here and there in various threads where he's saying that it looks like Blaze React, like Blaze 2, whatever you want to call it, likely will not be built. So mm. that's a sure indicator that, you know, you should really be looking pretty hard at React at this point. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, because Evan was the guy that was originally tasked to make Blaze React. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. That's good insight, Josh. Yeah. So, but that, you know, that's part of this is uh, with this article, he talks about Blaze to React and, you know, the other parts of Blaze or uh, mm-hmm. React well, ecosystem, I guess. Well, so this article is really great because not only does he talk about Blaze React, but he also talks about the other things that you need to be prepared for. Things that are coming in 1.3, mm-hmm. better NPM support, modularity, because you're going to be having import exports of ECMAScript 2015 being brought in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to know that. And then he went in to talk about sh- app structures, like Flux, Redux, uh, Relay is not 
an app structure, but you need to like learn that because that's coming. And then uh, he was right because now look what Aeronauta came out saying that we just reported on. Yeah. You know, so there's going to be some 2016 is going to be taking all this JavaScript fatigue that we have and people are going to be packaging it up and making opinionated libraries on how to use it, how to construct mm-hmm. apps correctly. That's what 2016 is going to be about. Right. You know, dust is going to be settling. So you got to get used to that. Learn Redux now. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, GraphQL. Understand the PubSub a little bit more. It's good stuff. Uh, Aaron Noda has a free free class that you can go on to learn GraphQL. What yeah. LearnGraphQL.com or something like that. Yeah. And he's got some libraries as well. And my guess is, you know, down the road, he's going to be instrumenting GraphQL sources in a way that looks good on Kadira and helps you understand what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, probably. So. GraphQL is not hard to learn, guys. One good thing is uh, that I want to point out as a resource, Pete Hunt released a little repo that's just a one readme. P. Hunt is one of the creators of React, and a lot of people, he was hearing a lot of feedback that React was hard to learn or the whole ecosystem of React, people were confused. So he released this uh, roadmap, and it tells you step-by-step like what to learn in what order. Mm. And if you guys want to, you guys can go to GitHub slash Pete Hunt, and I think it's it's one of his top repos. So if you go to his, his uh, profile page, you'll see it there. It's like react dash roadmap or something like that. You know, that that's really interesting too, because I don't, he's not at Facebook anymore. He's like doing no. his own startup thing now. So. Yeah. But he always was a big voice for, mm-hmm. uh, for yeah. react yeah. last year. Agreed. Yeah. I don't know what next, what this year looks like for him, but he put that thing out and it's, and it's good. We covered it in a show on the Ben and Abby show that's yet to come out uh, step by step. So yeah. I liked it. I didn't agree with it at first, and then Abby kind of swayed me a little bit in the show. You know what? The other thing I liked about this article, too, was just he talks about, like, avoiding premature optimization. And, like, honestly, like, you can just take all this, like, teeth gnashing and, like, infighting and general BS that, that people are kind of upset about and just realize like at the end of the day, people are building businesses, businesses that operate and function and bring in income and hire people and continue on. And like as a developer, we're really just here to either support that or create that. And it takes time to get there. And like software is a living thing. You're never going to be done with it. Like no matter what you do, what you write today likely may be invalidated six months from now. And whether that's, you know, because React is slightly more performant in the browser or it's the fact that you learn something from your customer base, like it's still going to happen. And so like these things happen. And so you need to have a good grasp on number one, just building something that's profitable as a business. And then two, how do I refactor that and make it better? Mm-hmm. And yeah. those are important business skills, I think. You're right. In the business of software, I think people get up in arms about a lot of stuff and some of this stuff doesn't matter. Like we're going to have a good path to get out of place. I just got to tip my hat to people who are like creating resources, like what Otto created here. Yeah. You know, to help everyone through it. Yes. And I love the pictures, like yeah. the Star Wars picture at the end. <laughs> yes, I was going to say that. <laughs> World's largest bong for sale, call Luke, and it's like Luke Skywalker. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is. All right, guys. This is the first Crater Podcast of the year. Indeed. 
I don't know. We might stick to four. How'd you feel about that? I liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Tweet us something. Let us know if we should do four, keep it at five, do six. Uh, it's probably too long. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. And if you haven't yet, be sure to check out uh, CraterConf. It's conf.crater.io. And uh, a lot of great speakers like that guy to my left. Yo. And yes. Abby will be on there. Abby, yes. Aranoda will be giving some kind of talk, I think around GraphQL, but mm-hmm. you know, maybe he'll change it up to be Mantra. I told him, you have the floor, sir. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So, should be good. Yeah. All right. And as always, if you want to support the show, you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Meteor Club, and you can sign up there. The $10 reward level will get you into the soon to be called space dojo slack mm. i'm i'm part of a lot of slack groups and yours is by far the most active and the most exciting the most engaging so whatever the name is going to be i know the, the guys are going to follow you and it's still going to be still going to stay number one slack group it's the best yeah. it really is guys yeah yeah all right well thanks for tuning in and we'll be back next week See ya. This podcast has been a Meteor Club production. You can find out more information about Meteor Club at meteorjs.club. It's pretty easy to join the mailing list and stay in the loop. Again, that's meteorjs.club. Meteor Club.